So, uh, I guess another day, another podcast, or another six days, another podcast. Uh, school's up now. Uh, I, last week, I, first day I went to school, came back, and after I got home, I felt, felt terrible. Uh, I doubt it's COVID, but, uh, I, I, I guarantee you it's not COVID. It, it can't be COVID. Uh, if it is, I, I don't know. I, I don't think it's COVID. It's most likely just a, a flu or something. I don't know, but whatever it was, it, it wasn't very good. Uh, um, I'm better now. Well, better enough. Uh, doing this pretty late in the night or early in the morning, however you put it. Uh, it's been pretty hectic this weekend or last weekend. I'm just holding my revolver. Uh, it's gotten a little bit crazy when it comes to, uh, comes to trying to keep track with what's going on. So I have a lot on my plate right now. I have a ton of work I have to make up. I have a ton of uh, things like uh, like trying to keep up with at least making some semblance of a schedule with my YouTube channel and my podcast here. Um, and also trying to go and uh, trying to go and find any way to at least keep my sanity. And to be honest, my first day at school, I was excited to go. I came back, and uh, after I came back, it was not any kind of, like, me not wanting to go back. It was more of a what-happened kind of feeling. Like, I go to school, and I only had, like, three conversations (laughs) at the most. And it was just quick back and forth about grades. And even then there was the work wasn't all that old there because I our school has like this network, GCPS or Gwinnett County Public Schools, all that stupid stuff. Uh it's basically a uh a big computer network thing. I'm not educated on what the heck is going on, but somehow I was blacklisted from their network. <laughs> I don't know how you do that. Like, 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 uh, so I come to log into their network and I'm like, okay, I'm going to log in and then, you know, use the, use the phone or computer or whatever, and then just get work done or whatever. And I go on the moment I try, it's like not responding and not allowing me to log in, not doing, not going through with any of my things and go figure. It turns out they blacklisted me. I no vendetta, just something went wrong. I don't know what went wrong. No one manual, na- no one manually uh, blacklisted me. It was no button they pressed. They they literally called it. They blacklisted you, so you're gonna have to wait an hour until it resets. Uh I didn't know what to think because I was number one thinking blacklisted. <laughs> <laughs> what? Blacklisted? Like, is that 
a, a thing for like like is that was the purpose of having it in your network is it to keep out undesired is it to keep out hackers or whatever is it to stop people who have been you know using the school network for wrong things so they need to go and uh be blacklisted so they're gonna have to do pen and paper stuff what what did i do <laughs> i'm just still wondering i don't think it has to i i it was most likely just an automatic thing and they're like well they they acted like everyone went through with it even though I I don't really think anyone else had to deal with this, maybe. But whatever it was, it seems pretty common because no one was sh the guy wasn't shocked when he told me I was blacklisted. It was never like a reaction like, oh, you're blacklisted. It was like, okay, blacklisted, go on, wait an hour, you'll be good. It's like just another one checked off the list, that kind of attitude. And I was like, okay, so this is normal. Uh, that's unusual. Very weird way to start a day. Uh, didn't have a computer at home. Turns out I may was I was supposed to have one or something, and so. Uh, so my teachers were asking some asking questions like, "Where's your computer? Where's this computer? Why weren't you logged in on our on our Zoom calls?" And I'm I'm wondering, wait, what? I I thought it was all in person. I thought we we're gonna go in school and do this. One might. I was supposed to have a computer? What? What's going on here? So I was shocked, and that led to some awkward scenarios. Uh, I also came in, first thing in there, with a gas mask. The gas mask came. I, I went through with it. People were staring. Some people were just saying it as usual. I didn't know where any of my classes were. I didn't have a paper to let me know where any of them were. So I went to my old teacher, my old language arts teacher, and uh, she immediately said, yeah, uh, I'll just print you out a small paper or whatever. We'll get a paper printed out for you with all your teachers and names and all this stuff and get you through with this. And uh, I couldn't do the face ID for my phone, which I kind of needed to do since it wasn't to get into my phone, but it was to get into the little password part on your iPhone. So I was having trouble getting to those, and I did not remember my GCPS password. And the, and I had to take off the gas mask to do that. So they made me step six feet away, take off the gas mask, put it on. Um, I had to put it on my side, and then they were saying like, "Well, you know, we're ha you know you you know how you're having trouble finding your little. I was having trouble finding my little other backup." you know, normal mask that won't protect COVID kind of thing, the normal surgical-looking mask, the cloth ones that you see everyone wearing. I had one of those in my bag just in case, and turns out I needed it, and I immediately tried looking for that thing, grabbed it, put it on, all that stuff, and, uh, yeah, it took me forever. Uh, and during that time of me shuffling through this brand-new bag, because I don't have a duffel bag anymore, the school's kind of been like, ah, well, the duffel bag's scaring everyone, and it's kind of unusual to see a very, very seclusive, long-haired, dressed in almost all black, usually black, red, and plaid, with heavy metal t-shirts on, and doesn't really talk to many other people, very silent, and scares a lot of people, with a violent past, who is said he's changed, and... Carries around war history books.
and you can see how that paints a very scary image for a lot of people. <laughs> so I'm thinking the duffel bag was just too much for them, even though I've been carrying it for most of my life. I've carried that bag more than I have ever any other bag. I carried that bag to school every day to school for years straight. It was my bag. It was, I still have it. I still use it for my airsoft gear now. It's donned a new purpose. I still love it. It had it's getting torn apart. It's falling apart. So I duct taped it. I fixed it. I put stuff in it. I have stickers and, and patches on there. It is my bag for years. I don't switch like a lot of people switch bags. My bag was a duffel bag. I had to make a change. So I took my dad. So my dad previously had a. World War II style kind of bag. It looked very World War II esque, you know, like a, like it had a lot of the, like a lot of the kind of cloth and leather like stuff. It wasn't camo or anything. It was like a, it was like a like a tan, uh, kind of. I don't, I don't know how to explain it, but it was. You just look up World War II ba uh, bags for military. And it looks very similar to it. It isn't one of them at all. It's, it's not made to look like one of them. But it oddly looks very similar to one. So we used to call it the, the, the World War II bag. Because it looked so much like something you'd see a World War II soldier carrying on their back. And I, I found it really cool. So I decided to have it to school. It works amazing. Except for the fact that... uh. I don't know anything about having a bag on my back and not, like, carrying a duffel bag. So I am getting used to that, number one. The weight shift is totally different from putting it on my back to holding it in one hand. And, sure, I had a lot of back problems because of having to carry a bag with 15 books in it at max. And carrying around that every day. And these are not... These these are, like, gigantic books all all around everywhere. Like, hardcover kind of books um, everywhere. And uh, I would come home and my back would be, well, destroyed. But out of nostalgic, I guess not of nostalgia, but... I Not nostalgia, but like... Uh, out of a love for that bag, like, you kind of get attached to, to the bag because you've had it for so long. You know what I mean? It's like It's like giving up... It's like giving up something really important that you've had since basically your childhood. You carry it with you every single day. It's been it's been through, you know, everything. It's been through. It, I that bag has been has had soda cans explode in it. Once there was a, I decided it would be a good idea to bring some soda to school. Stupid me, because well, I dropped it. And a chain reaction happened. One soda one soda can exploded. Then another exploded because of that one. Another exploded. And then just set off a chain reaction. And do my... Do know, I had books on top of that soda. So I... You can kind of see how it started the chain reaction. And so I had pieces of metal stuck in my bag. And my bag was kind of cut up. Because, like, the, the pieces of metal from the can acted like shrapnel. Uh, and, and it was covered in soda. And my preferred soda, uh, Pepsi. Pepsi till the end. Um, yeah. Um, I I'm I may be in Georgia, but that doesn't mean I'm a Coke fan. <laughs> uh, 
But yeah, I was dealing with that whole mess. Uh, teacher didn't like it. That I'm just thinking about that brings back memories. Uh, but yeah, uh, overall, I've had many situations where I've done stupid things and my bag has gone pretty damaged. I've duct taped it. it. Once it was really falling apart, like really falling apart. So I had to go and fix it mid-class because I didn't have the time to fix it before I got to school. So I brought duct tape with me and my jacket. And I was was unusual. I was the person in class, if you knew me, um, I was weird. And I don't mean weird in the sense like creepy or odd. Well, odd, but not... I was the kind of person who brought uh, dead bugs, crystallized dead bugs in his in, in man, magnifying glasses in a winter jacket in the middle of summer and carried all these weird trinkets with me and had food on me at all times and didn't think twice to just bring out a drink out of like several pockets on the inside of my jacket. So I could reach in and pull anything out. If he, And I was also obsessed with pencils, so I still am. Pencils fascinate me. Pencils and uh, mechanical pencils especially. Um, pens. Pens are amazing. It's like little mechanical devices with springs and stuff you can just take apart. And with pencils, they're pretty rudimentary. So I would learn whenever I had one of my favorite pencils and they would, and it would start whittling down or whatever... I would do kind of like a transplant where the eraser is going away. So I'll take off another pencil. I'll take off the eraser on that one. And I'll put it back onto this new one. And I'll take the older eraser off of my off, the, off, off of my favorite pencil and put that back on the older pencil. And I'll do that all mid-class in a matter of minutes. And I had all the tools to do it. I had like pliers on me. I had all the good stuff. All the things you needed to go and do it. I had, before this whole coronavirus stuff happened, I had glue, surgical masks, uh... And gloves, uh, surgical gloves on me. And, uh, equipment for, like, messing around with my stuff, like my pencils. And I loved, like, adding weird things with them. I would get, like, paper clips, and I would wrap it around it to give, and then I'll wrap around rubber. Like, you know, some of those, uh, some of those mechanical and pen, uh, pen mechanical pencils and pens had those little, uh, those little, uh, rubber bits around them that were meant for gripping. Well, I would take that off, and then I would wrap that around a pencil, and I would put, uh, I would put, uh, paper clips, and I would bend them up, and I would put, wrap them around it, and then afterwards, I would tighten it to the pencil and put that over it, so that way I had a higher, a higher grip, so I could grip it better and maneuver it better, and I would do crazy things like that, mid-class, and, uh, I was unorganized, so every day after the bell rang and all that, I would take about five minutes to get all my stuff, put it in my bag, get prepared, and then walk out of the classroom. So that I was always last out of the classroom. People knew my routine, and my teachers knew it too. We always, had, me and my teachers, always had good conversations before good conversations or speaks before I went out and. It was pretty much the usual for me. Now, we're having to stay six part, of, six feet apart, 
in the lunchroom, so I can't really teach anyone about like war history and uh, you know the uh, China, the Japanese invasion on China or the Mongolians or any of the cool stuff. I can't teach them about that because no one is, no one's able to sit next to me and look at the look at the pictures and and I can explain every scenario and show show them different places and what resulted of different battles and different bombing raids and how it affected civilian populations and all of that and I can't go over that with all my friends because well you know totally totally impossible when you're like six feet away from each other on a lunch table and this is lunch tables we're talking about so there's not very much room to begin with you make six feet in between them or you know, technically, they 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 couldn't do six feet, so they had to do like five feet. So they would make a chair in between every in between every three chairs. There'd be like one chair in the middle. Like you would have one chair, then one chair is acce- inaccessible and can't be sit on, and then another chair after that you can sit on. Chair chair after that you can't sit on. Sit on, can't sit on, sit on, can't sit on. You get the point. So there's like a chair in between you and the other person. And people would just stand really far away from each other. And just leave some a bunch of open seats in between each other. And I don't know what crowds sit where this year. Because with every year, people sit in different places. So, I don't know where I'm supposed to sit. I usually sit in the in the area where, you know, near the... Like, not near the vending machines, because... There are two areas where the vending machines lie. It's We have a big cafeteria, and there's one with entry towards the main hallway, and there's one behind us, and it's not one. It's like an entire wall of of uh, these vending machines, and that's where I usually go. So first, walk into there, go and get all my stuff from the vending machine, go over to the front of the cafeteria, sit down at, like, the second row seats to the front of the cafeteria and then um towards the right and uh sit down there and just just uh well you know eat and talk to my friends about history and i could go on and on uh yeah uh i i tend to be very reclusive because I found people could be odd in how they trust people. And if I'm going to be friends with someone, I want like I don't use friends as like a light term. A lot of people like meet a person for the first time and say, "Oh yeah, we're friends now" after like seeing each other 3 times in the hallway. I my friends I keep close. They they know they know when I'm in trouble. I I know when they're in trouble. It's kind of like a an actual friendship, not just something you put on a facade. Something where you would back them up if they're in trouble, and some something if they would back me up if I'm in trouble. Even though not gonna happen, definitely not gonna happen because we're too reclusive for that. <laughs> I I don't talk to people unless if I have to. Ah. Uh, I usually don't go out to specifically talk to people because I find it, you know, hard. I'm awkward, to, to say the least. It's one thing to talk into a mic like this. It's a, just a mic. 
But if you're talking to another person, and it's hard. And and if anyone uh, ah man, if anyone else, I am assuming other guys will understand this, especially when it's the opposite gender. If you know what I mean, the I. I have trouble, and I don't really talk to anyone, male or female. I don't really talk. I I find seclusion nice, because I don't have to worry about putting myself in uncomfortable situations. I don't have to worry about people calling on me for stupid things. I don't have to worry about seen, being seen as... The person who's too generous, because in reality, I'm I'm too generous. I have a problem that it's, it's one of my problems is I'm too generous. I I kind of open my eyes a little more to it, and it's really hard to like so no, say no to someone when they're like they have no lunch and they and they have no lunch money and they they forgot to like their parents forgot to add lunch money or whatever and they're starving and then you have a you have some money to get from the vending machines, and you realize, well, I could get two chip packets and some stuff. I guess I could spare one. And then the next person flocks to you, and the next person flocks to you, and then eventually you have to start saying no, but even then, it's really hard to say no. And it's it's a process. Because I... I'm... I guess I'm... I guess I'm too generous. <laughs> I... I don't want to be manipulated, and that's another thing, is keeping tight-knit friends and not really going out and, like, talking to people and people and more and more people. That that kind of... I kind of like it when no one knows me, because there's a feeling that comes with being able to hide in a crowd of people. If you're able to hide in a crowd of people... It feels like you're just another part of a horde. And you can just make... You can do really anything you need to. And no one will come up to you and start bothering you. You know what I mean? Like, there's always... There's always a sense of being able to... To disappear if you need to. It sounds depressing, but it really isn't. On some aspects. It's... I don't know if other people relate, uh, but it's it it can be different, and I I don't like seeing myself as anything special because I'm not. Everyone has their own things that are unique to them, but in reality, we're all human. We're all people. We may come from different places. We may have different skin colors, creeds, religions, whatever it is. Different countries, ideologies. I don't care. Because we're all human at the end. We're all flesh and blood. We're all people. And it's something that you can't really change. You know? So, 
I'm autistic. That doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. At all. Because in reality, does it ever hinder my ability to be able to do much else? I got... I'm not all that autistic. And I'm good at hiding it. If you were to meet me, the thought wouldn't come across your mind that I'm autistic. That's kind of my goal. I try to seem as normal as possible. If I can integrate into society and not seem like some weirdo, then that's fine with me. I'm odd. But aren't we all in some ways? I just feel like it's it doesn't matter who you are. And I think a lot of this world is superficial. It's all it's all on it's all just surface. It's all at face value. It's never came to people knowing each other for real. And I feel like uh, it doesn't matter what's going on in the world. It's effect- The stuff that's happening is affecting a lot of people, no doubt. It's, it's going on. What's going on? Seems scary. The news will try to spin it as the end of the world. (laughs) But in reality, if it really is the end of the world, as humans, we always go out with a bang. Whether that nuclear, whether that be nuclear devices or pathogens. My only wish is if humanity does go out, Let's go out with a bang. And not a nuclear one. But, uh... Yeah. I did... That just... I just went off on tangent. I don't know where I just... What I was... Yeah, I... I just went off... Maybe sleep deprivation or something. I know you really can't see my life from this. If you were, most likely I would, you know, be uh, odd. I don't really have normal life when it comes to what's stereotypically normal I don't have some life where it's glamorous I don't have like a a life where it's simple or plain at all I feel like uh, if I really want to be honest my life is just weird I feel like a lot of people in this world are focused on 
what makes them look good and what is going on in the short term. In reality, with my generation and even my uh, specific scenarios and what I'm, not scenarios, but what I have seen in this world, it's no one focuses on what's actually going to happen for the future. I feel like some things just cannot be brought without you wanting them. Depression won't go away unless if you want it to be gone. Unless if you want yourself to be alright, it's not going to work out. No matter how much drugs they pump into you, no how much therapy they give you. In reality, in reality, it's it really does nothing. You have to want to feel better. The best way I found was to find something you like doing and go with it. Even if mentally getting better is not educationally better for your well-being, even if it means even if it means even if it means your grades fail but you're not depressed. I have to find some kind of balance there. Because to be honest, school, it's all drama. It's either drama or grades. Movies, they they get wrong, obviously. With movies, it's all drama. In reality, most of these movies, the, uh, the kids' grades will all be zero by the end of the year, and they wouldn't be in school. Or expelled. I have this extreme disdain for authority when it comes to school. I've been wronged by school. I feel like not every school is equal. Every school has their own different, I'll put it blatantly, kind of a subculture in a way. They all have the same foundation that they're all built on. In my small place of Gwinnett County, you know, everything is the same at the root. You may find different people, some nice people, some bad people. Some people are good at teaching, some people aren't. Some friends, some not. But in reality, if you go to the root of the core of the actual school system, It's never worked out for me. I went from a stage of trying to find a school that was not going to lock me up in a cage and a school that was also going to not allow me to stomp someone's head in. Trying to find that middle balance of a school. And once I found that there was no school like that, I saw that the only road this would lead me to with my anger issues, was, well, prison. I started changing to try to adapt, and it works. And I feel better that I'm in a good school. I have friends, and I would, I would kill to keep my friends, because 
they mean everything to me. Friendship is everything when you're lonely. Because human interaction is what keeps me alive. My childhood was pretty messed up. Doesn't matter. Because at, at the end of the day, all I want is not some crazy thing like world peace. Or the end of global warming. Global warming is highly exaggerated and, to be frank, isn't a problem of my generation either. And not to sound like a person who's crazy, you know, ignorant to a situation. I'm not ignorant. I do have to say Greta Thunberg, uh, not to get political, I do not want to be political in any sense. Uh, she scares me. I guarantee you Greta Thunberg, she'll either grow up to be one of two things. A terrible teacher or a dominatrix. <laughs> she scares the crap out of me. I do not uh, want to see that face again. Uh, um, I, I find it crazy when the world has gotten so hectic to where we see as a, ch a child. A child. As a means for inspiration. For a catastrophe. In reality, people are scared of nuclear power. Nuclear power is a force for evil and good. It's like the dark side and the light side of Star Wars. Only, it's kind of neutral. It could be either or. It's not set to one rule. Nuclear power is actually really good. If we master, uh, I can't remember if it's fission or fusion, but if we match master, I can't remember which one we're trying to get to, Quantum computing is the farthest I've gotten in physics. <laughs> and even then, it's not physics by technicality. And even then, quantum computing is just ridiculous. I do not understand math. Math is the worst. Math is like dealing... It's, it's just the worst. I just cannot do math. Math is... It's not just like with a lot of people, it's like, Oh, math again. With me, I get scared whenever I hear the word math. It's like PTSD kind of thing. Because I cannot... I, I cannot do math. I It's not that I cannot, like... I refuse to, but, like... I think I need a tutor. I think I need a tutor or something. Because I... I have trouble with doing math, you know? And... A lot of people would, would, just, would say, Well, if you're having trouble with math... You know, just cheat. Look over someone's shoulder. Do something like that. No. No. If I fail, I fail. It's my responsibility. It's my stuff I'm going through. I'm not going to ruin someone else's day because of my selfish needs. So cheating, no. Definitely no. It's morally uh, irrehensible. Uh, it's morally, morally wrong. Just put blatantly. It's it's cheap, it's wrong, it's just everything about cheating has infuriated me. It is ridiculous.
So I have trouble with math. Um, this went from a first day of school to my inner emotions. <laughs> uh, I feel like with a lot of the world, it seems scary. If you really embrace it, it's all the same. I just think, when our life has changed other than quarantine, what in our life has changed? A small schedule change? Is anyone dying in the streets? Well, I guess that well, kind of are. Uh, increased rate of homicides and the riots. So maybe, well, I, I guess, if you put it lightly, has anyone really changed? Has anything really changed? There's a raging pandemic people are rioting. But really, other than that, what has changed? No one's no 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 one's going crazy. They're not they're not burning oh well. Uh they're not there's no nuclear devices going off. There's no zombie pandemic. So just I guess it just makes it seem a lot more hectic than it is on the on the news and I just advise one thing stay off the news <laughs> it doesn't do you any good I don't care if it's Fox or CNN my dad worked at both and for anyone who tells you there's no media biased there is on both sides, the right and the left, both are equally as corrupt on some aspects. You know, there are always going to be stupid or terrible people on both sides of each debate. Just ignore the people and run on with your life. Ignorance can be bliss, but ignorance is not is a choice, and I choose to be not ignorant, informed, but reclusive. And I don't care what people watch. I don't care where you come from. I don't care what you do. I really couldn't care less. You do something illegal, you get arrested. <laughs> you do, you, you, uh, you know, you, do you want to fly a helicopter? Fly a helicopter, you know, work up to that in life. You want to become rich, work to become rich. You want to finish high school like me, work to finish high school. It's just a matter of goals. In the end, we're all just small little dots on a planet spinning in the middle of space. You know? Respects. All these tiny little specks can work together, create something good. Or something evil. It's really your choice. Uh, this is very unusual for me to go into and talk about because this seems like some kind of documentary on the History Channel. Even more so, you know, it seems like Bigfoot kind of thing. Before, you know, Ancient Aliens. Remember when that came out? Anyone remember when Ancient Aliens came out? We need a hashtag, make, his make History Channel great again. Something stupid like that. History Channel is all Bigfoot and 
conspiracy theories now. Reality TV is mixed in. <laughs> you know, I... I couldn't care less what goes on in this world at times. When it starts affecting me and the people I love and the good and the good and the good society we have, that's when I worry. But I don't really think at this rate anything is worth killing people over or destroying buildings. Like is like I've been saying, I I don't care. You know, we we're hum humans are naturally violent. Another thing I have a problem with the school system with is the zero tolerance policies. Now these things just get me mad. I see the reasoning for them, but the reasoning is flawed. Is my phone messing up here? Can you hear me? Okay. Hello. Okay. Um. Yeah, the reasoning is flawed because, in reality, humans are violent, inherently. I believe in that. Inherently, we are violent. We are inherently violent. We can choose to be violent or not. But when pushed far, we are nothing but violent creatures. We are force for, we are force for great things and evil things. We have opinions, thoughts, ideologies, groups... Social constructs, whatever you believe. But, at the end of the day, we all have the capability in us for evil, evil things. And, when pushed too far, reasonable people will do unreasonable things. So, when you have these zero-tolerance policies, basically... A bully punches a kid. Kid throws bully to the ground and kicks him. Tells him stop. And then walks away. Both kids are suspended. You know? I feel like if you're being picked on... Only when it becomes really physical... Do you need to start retaliating. But... There's always going to be self-defense. Because... If someone's starting to strike you... I'm not going to sit and take it. I don't care if I get suspended. I'm not going to take it. I understand there's a chance to walk away, but if you're in a crowd, people are circling around you, and someone has you by the collar and is pumbling you, there's not really much of a choice to walk away. I've walked away from a near fight because I know better. I know the consequences of fights. I've seen them firsthand. Bodily harm and death... A thing. Mostly in fistfights, it's rare, but it's a thing. And zero tolerance policies are stupid because teenagers are especially volatile. Hormonal changes cause violence. Well, angst, which can lead to violence. So when you have two people who are really mad at each other, have a grudge. One decides, I'm going to strike this dude. Stupid move. The other kid takes karate. Other kid knocks the other kid out because he struck him. Both kids suspended. Stupid. Just stupid. I understand where this arises from. It's an it's a observation that kids, if uh, under authority and told not to do something, will do something. 
Naturally, that's dumb. Because kids are people. Underdeveloped people, but people. And we should treat them like that. Some kids don't have the right to the consent. To consent. They do not at all. To really many things. I can't consent to anything, really. I'm not even old enough to drive. That makes sense. The likelihood of me car- getting in a car crash at my age is much higher than if I were to get than if I were to drive two years down the line. I would have more knowledge, experience in life, and more con- self more self control. It makes sense. There's always a, a thing that I found crazy when it comes to parents. Kids are adaptive, adaptive by nature. I would know. I am one, legally. Mentally, I, I'm not going to say I'm smart when it comes to smarter than other people because in reality, there are many people way smarter than me at my school. I am not unique. At all. But I certainly am mature enough to realize, you know, people will act... Inherently violent if something happens that pushes them too far. You corner an animal, it will strike you. It will act on its, on its uh, thoughts of self, self-preservation. It will attack back. And I realize that these zero-tolerance zero policies are stupid for many reasons, but I feel the main one is is people are just... People, and another thing I'm against is parents coddling kids. I was semi-coddled. My mom coddled me. My dad kind of coddled me. My grades dipped because mostly of my co- co- uh, me being hugged and held tight from this harsh world. But in reality, that only made me soft. Now, I'm not saying being soft is a bad thing. Because I adapted to being... Soft, by definition. I would not make it in the military, but put me in uh, in any place like trying to uh, build an airsoft gun or build something, something hobby-wise that I'm very knowledgeable about. I focus on that specific thing. Uh, it's like uh, that Joker quote from the Black... From the... I'm uh, dar- sorry. Dark, dar- dark Knight... I don't really know the name of the film. The one with Keith Ledger. Um, you know, the dog chasing cars. Quote. I, I, I think we're all on a fundamental level like that. In reality, I... Uh, I tend to focus on very, very few things. And finding inspiration to do another thing other than my hobbies or what I love is hard. Because... I love these things, and it's hard to find something I would like to do more than these things. And I know it's, it, it feels like a chore. And I feel like people saying, well, make school fun. School is inherently not fun. Kids don't like being forced to do something. Unless if they want to do it, it feels like a chore. So I feel like it's near impossible to try to make that happen. And every person is different. So, kids will act differently. 
one one kid maybe like math, one kid likes history, like me. Some kids like different things. You know, I just have trouble in one specific, mostly specific area. Anything that does with numbers. Numbers are the worst. Now I I can do math. Just put me in put me in uh, and uh, anything like a like a I don't know algebra, geometry, and I start once seeing uh, seeing just a bunch of numbers and letters put together, and they don't really go with each other all that much. It's like I see a triangle and numbers next to it and a graph, and I'm like. So the goal here is to make a triangle using math. Why? Why is the goal here to go and make a triangle using math? Like, I don't see how that benefits mankind. <laughs> like, maybe you can use those geometry in your everyday, everyday life is what they say. They say you can use algebra in your everyday life. School will teach you how to do algebra so you can go and do that in your everyday life. How? So you're telling me when I'm 30 years old and I go to the grocery store and I go and decide I'm going to get some turkey and this, this, and this, and all that, and I get it all and I put it in the shopping cart and I go over there and they what they say, like, they, they start, pull, I start pulling out the money, I start counting it cash-wise, and you're, and you're telling me, like, I'm going to use algebra on cash? Okay, so what about financial stuff? Okay, some of these things they teach you are for specific fields or for really rare, rare events. I do not imagine how, I cannot imagine how our school system has benefited most kids. It, it, our kid, it, I, I'm totally with uh, the school system. I just find it optional. If a person doesn't want to send their kid to school... They should not be sending their kids to school. They do not want to do it. They do not want to do it. It may be hurt. It will definitely hurt their kid. But if this parent says, I want to just homeschool my kid, homeschool him. Your choice. Failed for me. <laughs> but I feel like uh, there should always be a choice with most things. A, uh amount of freedom. Like uh, Like a quote I love. Pretty much everyone know where this comes from. I, I prefer uh, dangerous freedom over well, you know. I'm not even gonna finish the quote. It's it's a, it's a quote everyone knows. I'm not even just gonna quote it. But I I do prefer dangerous freedom. Freedom is is a is a God given right or a right a human right whatever you want to put it as. I see a lot of things as wrong in this world. I don't have any power to change them. I could strive to make my life all about fighting injustice in this world. But there are a select few people in this world who've ever been able to achieve that. And groups of people either resort to few things. Violence, political, you know, insurrection, and start getting into political kind of debates and inject their ideas through fi fi through financial gains uh, into corrupt politicians who then talk about those talking points. That's always been a thing. You know. But those are usually the only two things. 
But the third thing I approve of the most. It doesn't involve corrupt politicians and it doesn't involve violence in the streets. It involves simple economic, uh, well, policy. A business is a business. If you ruin someone's business over one of their policies, they're going to change their policy to stay a thing. So if a business starts going under because of one of their policies, then they're going to have to change this policy to keep their business. So if a business is racist, then if people stop buying or purchasing or doing whatever with this business, this business is going to stop going to have to stop being racist or it will go under. It's, it creates a financial incentive. So if you strategically attack financially businesses or organizations that you do not like, they will. it's the best way to take them down. My only, the only problem with that is government intervention, bailouts. That can be a problem. But only big, big corporations get bailouts. If Apple were to start going under, <laughs> unlikely, very unlikely, uh, well, guess he's probably going to bail them out. Taxpayers or governments, you know, that kind of thing. So I feel like economically wise is the best way and it's the the way with no no one being hurt only businesses being hurt and if you can destroy someone's livelihood in their business and their financial and their financial gain they maybe change their ways it seems scary but it's only scary for the opposition you know so yeah, I don't know where I'm going with this. <laughs> Sometimes I have to just check myself and realize what the heck am I talking about? Oh, man. Well, I guess I have a lot on my mind. And only only a little time to get it out into a speaker. And so I speak it out into a speaker and to get it out there in the world. So I feel like uh, it's it's two sixteen in the morning. By now, I'm probably gonna have to stay up the entire day. It's gonna be uncomfortable. Didn't get any sleep again, but. I'm hoping my life starts to work itself out. To be honest, I'm not going to talk about my personal life all that much. I'll talk about myself, but I'm not going to talk about current home life. There'll be too much privacy being violated. I don't really show all that much on the internet because I've seen the consequences and I'm not going to be one of the fallen. Um, so I feel like overall... I'm not willing to play with the rules as much. 
anymore. I'm still going to try to be respectful at school, but my grades, I don't know how to fix them. People say, well, we'll learn better. Do your work better. That was the entire problem before. You know, just tell someone and it happens. It's like, tell, tell someone to, uh, to find a, a coin on the street. Well, they're going to search the entire streets to find one. Well, I'm going to have to search every place to try to find something that could teach me the skills to try to learn the stuff I need. Or just find a tutor. That'll be easier. With this current silent apocalypse that we're dealing with, the apocalypse of the corona, the coof, the virus, the COVID, the COVID-19, whatever you want to put it, the thing that's destroyed our entire lives, want to put it like that, like it has mine. My life is pretty screwed up at the moment. I don't want to say I'm depressed yet. But I'm pretty freaking close. <laughs> Only way to keep my sanity? Talking into a freaking mic. That should show how... How crazy my life is. But, uh... Yeah. Have a good one. And, uh... If you're in school, highly doubtful because most of my audience is not in school anymore. Uh, have a good one and don't end, don't let your life end up like mine. <laughs>